Hey muses, Katie here. Um, again, I'm going to say that the audio you're about to listen to is the last of my series that have been downloaded from Facebook Lives. So if the audio sounds a little bit different, that's why. But I am always looking to upgrade the sound quality, um, my ability to speak and clearly communicate what I'm trying to get through and answer all of your amazing questions and comments and, um, you know, upgrade this podcast as I go along. But like I said in the last podcast, the best course of action, if you're interested in getting yourself out there, get your work out there, is taking messy, aligned, exciting, beautiful action. Don't get too much in your head about what it sounds like or what other people might think. If it comes from your heart, that is a good enough reason to share. And I say this because I almost didn't upload this podcast episode because although it is very, very good and I really felt like it just came from my soul, I woke up, I got a lot of work done and I just sat down and I felt like I needed to share this with my Facebook group. Um, That Facebook group is Be Your Own Muse. If you'd like to be added, search Be Your Own Muse on Facebook. It's a Facebook group by me. Go ahead and contribute to the discussion, watch old videos, post a picture of your smiling face, uh, you know, just be a community there if you so choose. Um, but anyway, so this podcast episode I felt was very, very important to me. Um, the title of this podcast obviously is um, about marketing, the best marketing advice that I can give you. Um, so if you're a business owner, if you're an influencer, if you are looking to increase your engagement on Instagram or with your blog or whatever, this is the best piece of advice on an energetic level, meaning we're not going to get too much into the strategy, but I'm going to be talking about um, the mindset uh, that going about as you create and as you show up in your um, in your presence. If you're a leader of any sort, this podcast is for you. Um, but don't you know be swayed by the word marketing. We're not only talking about business because this definitely applies to all areas of your life. If you are a teacher of any sort or if you're a friend or a parent or anything like that, I feel like this episode is going to really help you with that perspective on how to see um, your community, the people around you, and how to show up and why something might not be working for you and how to kind of pivot and go in a different direction. So that without further ado, show up imperfectly as I did in this episode. Um, like I said, I almost didn't upload it because I was re-listening to it and I kind of cringed a little bit. I was like, oh my gosh, I say like so much. I say uh so much. But again, the point of this podcast is not to give you perfection, to give you radio quality. It's to give you an oasis away from that, to give you a real human talk, like real talk from one sister to another about how I'm feeling. And really the goal of this podcast is to simulate conversations that I've had with friends over coffee, over wine, over a piece of cake, you know, over um, whatever is bonding us at that time. So just let this podcast be my little gift to you in terms of, you know, imagine I'm really there and we're sitting on a balcony overlooking the lake or the ocean or something. And we're just, we're just having this real talk. So again, without further ado, here I am. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Be Your Own Muse podcast. I'm your host, Katie Skinner. It is my hope that through listening to my voice, you feel empowered to find, strengthen, and express your authentic voice. You don't need another guru, mentor, or expert telling you how to live your life. You simply need to trust yourself and shine your authentic light. Through listening to my stories, tips, tricks, and perspectives, you'll be able to find the inspiration within. Everything you need is already within inside yourself 
to get inspired, raise your vibration, change your life, and uplift those around you. If you're feeling powerless, overwhelmed with industry advice, and feeling like your thoughts don't have a place, it's time to turn that around. It's time to be your own muse. Hey everybody, good afternoon. Um, Facebook kicked me out last time. I tried to hop on live, which is wild. Um, anyway, good afternoon. Um, I just love showing up live here. Um, I love, I feel like I process things through voice um, so much better. And the intention, every little word that I say, the intention is to serve and to get my thoughts out <laughs> to you guys um, to really, really help you. Um, if it, you know, take what helps, take what serves you, leave the rest behind. Of course, with the umbrella of be your own muse, there's never any pressure or forcing or do what I say or get out. That's just not my vibe. Um, I think that that's, this all started because I feel like there was a gap in my industry in the, um, in the wellness life coaching industry, it definitely a big gap of, um, you know, the God complex and uh, a lot of, that's a, that's a, that's a conversation for another day. But I feel like Be Your Own Muse was born out of a gap that came from feeling like there's a lot of speakers and coaches and healers out there who um, speak out of like a desperation to be seen, um, speak out of just wanting to be heard, wanting to build a business, wanting to like plug and chug because they think it's going to be easy. Um, and then of course there's other coaches who are a little bit more dictator like when it comes to their methodology. And that's not, I, I want to empower you to give you the own tool, your own tools. Um, so if you're on here, say hi. I mean, I'm always really happy to hear from you guys. Um, I hope you're doing really, really well today. Um, so today's going to be a little bit more business centric. Um, and it doesn't necessarily need to mean money. Of course, I love talking about money. I'm not afraid to talk about money. Um, I want to challenge myself to talk a little bit more about the, the money side in my business, because I think that's the one thing that people like to really gloss over. They like to pretend that money's not a really sexy subject when I think the consciousness that we're kind of stepping into in this world is talking about these things a little bit more. Um, we're getting over the like, oh, that's not polite. And we're really uh, confronting. Um, we're really confronting these fears that we're having. And we're starting to show up and we're starting to talk about the uncomfortable things a little bit more so that they can shift our reality. So when I say marketing, I don't just mean money, though. I'm going to preface with that. I don't mean like, you know, show me the money. Although, yes, you do need to have some strong marketing in order to get paid, um, generally speaking. But this can also mean with like visibility. Like if you want, visibility, if you want to be seen, the best marketing advice that I can give you really came to me. And you, you've probably heard this before. I'm going to preface this with saying that this isn't new. I didn't come up with this, but it really clicked for me in a new way yesterday while I was taking a yoga class. Um, so I live in Washington, DC, for those of you who don't know, and I don't have a lot of loyalty to one yoga studio or one uh, boutique fitness um, studio. I actually bounce around a lot. I'm, I wouldn't call myself like a dedicated Hatha yogi or a, a CrossFit 
person. Like I don't feel comfortable with sticking to like one fitness methodology um, because of, well, there's a lot of reasons. One, my body really, really likes the variety. My body really likes to mix things up. Um, and if you're wondering why the hell I'm talking about fitness, I swear to God, it's, it's going to relate back because this yoga instructor in her space really opened my mind up to the best marketing advice that I could give you. So the reason that I'm telling you, I hop around a lot. So I'm able to see all these different studios, all these different fitness formats, all these different leaders and all these different styles of teaching. Um, I've taken a Bikram yoga class where the teacher didn't say a word. They literally didn't talk the entire time. They turned the music up and they all just went through the 26 and two poses. Um, they just kind of went through the whole thing. Um, I went to, uh, I've taken yoga classes where the instructor did not shut up. They talked the entire time. I've taken classes where the instructor really seemed to have like a presence and really like this strong commanding vibe, right? And the students were so, so, so um, disciplined and they were so um, obedient is the word I want to use. Like the instructor was like, do this and they did it. <laughs> um, and I've seen instructors that kind of have this like more welcoming vibe, like, I want to challenge you to do this or that. And so I started to ask myself this question, why is it that like the vibe of a studio can totally change depending on who's teaching and what the class is and what the space is. It can depend on physical location of the studio. So if it's more in the downtown, busier part of DC versus like the more, um, closer to the suburbs, maybe the vibe will completely change. Depending on who's teaching and what class is teaching, that can totally change. And I took a yoga class yesterday where I felt like the vibe was very, very, a little, a little competitive. It was a little bit competitive. Like there's the girls who sit in the front. This is all women in that class. I don't think there's any men in that class, but it's not specific to women, right? Um, there was these girls who were sitting at the front and they did every pose like beyond what the teacher told them to do. Um, like if they, if she cued, cued a dancer pose, um, which if you're not familiar with yoga, it's kind of, I would just Google it. Dancer pose is one where you're kind of grabbing your leg and holding it behind you. And you're, you're in that bind. Then she, like, you know, they would go above and beyond and like take that bind behind their head. Or um, they would, if she cued runner's lunge, they would like go into a full split, like just like a little bit of a competitive, like look at me vibe. I'm not saying that that's what, that's what they were going for. Like, I'm, I don't know anything about what's going on in their heads. Maybe they just really wanted to challenge themselves. I don't know, but they were at the front of the class and they were just going hard. Like they were going all out. Um, and the, the teacher cued a lot of opportunities for um, your own creativity. So you're in quadruped, for example, um, your hands and knees, for those of you who aren't familiar, um, you're on your hands and knees in yoga, in a yoga pose, holding quadruped. And she said, you know, take a moment to move your body however it feels good for you in this moment. And everybody obliged. Everybody did it. Everybody came up with like, these different ways to like wiggle around in quadrupeds. Some people like, you know, thread the needle down on the mat. Like some people like did cat cow. Some people like, you know, spiraled their hips around. Like, so what blew my mind was like, I have been in yoga classes before where the instructor cues, like take a moment, do whatever you want. And nobody does anything. They just start like, look at her like, no, I'm not going to do it unless you tell me to, you know what I mean? Like there's no creativity. Um, and I've taken fitness classes before where people are incredibly, incredibly obedient. And then I've taken fitness classes before where they just like, 
don't really seem to pay any mind to the instructor. They just show up, do their thing. Like it's wild. If you are familiar with this concept, if you like start to think about like fitness classes you've taken or taught, um, even if you're not in the fitness world at all, like maybe it's a time that you showed up to a class at school or a um, event and there's varying degrees of obedience or creativity that the speaker inspires in the audience. Um, so the audience reacts differently depending on what kind of event you're at. Like, you feel me? Is this making sense? Because I feel like I just, my mind was blown when I went to this yoga studio yesterday, one that I don't normally go to. And the students were way more bold. They were way more like confident and competitive, I want to say, and creative. Um, and I don't feel like the instructor did anything too different. So that made me think, like, how does this pertain to marketing? Because there are some people out there who post things that don't get any, I don't want to say any likes, because I honestly think it's impossible to post something that gets zero likes, unless you, like, make it private or something. Um, like, people who post a call to action, people who um, ask for a comment, people who um, post something with this expectation of engagement, right? That's what marketing is. It's like you, you build up an emotion and then you post a call to action. It's like making a joke and then entering in a laugh track. It's like, here's the joke, boom, laugh. And what if nobody laughs, right? Like, <laughs> that's what a call to action, I think of a call to action as like a laugh track, literally, like in a, <laughs> it's like you set the joke up, Laugh track says now's the time to laugh. Like that's that's the same thing with the call to action of marketing. Um, it's like, okay, now's the time where you drop a comment, now's the time where you click the link, now's the time where you join my Facebook group, whatever, whatever, download my podcast, whatever. Um, so what I've been thinking a lot about in the marketing world is why do some people respond differently to two people doing the exact same thing? Um and it really just blew my mind. Like the same, I've been to the same class two times taught by two different teachers or in two different yoga studios, two different physical spaces. And I felt like the audience responded differently. Um, and I've even gone to uh, fitness classes where I felt kind of like, I didn't feel inspired to, to be creative. I didn't feel like I kind of just go to these, when I go to a fitness class, I just like let the wave kind of carry me. Like I just kind of show up doing what I'm going to feel inspired to do. Like <laughs> I don't show up to a fitness class and be like, I'm going to yell woo really loud. <laughs> but I've done that before. I took a cycling class that just like uplifted my energy so much that I was like, woo. And I've taken fitness, or cycling classes where I've just like looked down on the ground and been like, oh my God, I'm dying. I want this to be over. So why is that, right? Like, have you ever been curious on like why you react differently to different forms of leadership? Um, and it really comes down to this and it sounds so simple, but the answer to that question is the students, the, the followers, I want to say that you have, the people who are coming in your space react to you how you react to yourself. Like, it's just, you've probably heard it somewhere before, but it really clicked for me yesterday that everybody who was in this yoga, yoga teacher's space reacted to yoga and to her instruction the same way that she felt about yoga. She felt about her practice. She felt very, um, strongly about creation and about pushing yourself to the edge and like really going for it. Um, so students were going for it as well. Like she didn't even tell them to 
push themselves to the edge. She kind of invited them to sometimes, but not all the time. And they would always take it the next level. And those students just were like killing it. Like that's why she had a whole front row of dedicated people ready to learn, ready to kick ass, ready to take it to the next level. When I first started teaching yoga, I had a lot of students who were like, kind of like, uh, you know, okay, like I'll do it. Like, I'm not really sure. I'm kind of shy. Like if I would cue something like, um, and I mean, of course, insert your own example here. Like if you're not a yoga teacher, um, I think a lot of us in here are actually, which is really exciting. Um, if you're not a yoga teacher, just think of it as sometime that you like taught somebody something or tried to get an idea to somebody and they weren't so receptive to it. Of course, it takes everybody some time to warm up, but generally by and large, if you stick to the work, if you stick to it and you show up for yourself, you will see um, that you will see that, um, people reflect how you teach. Um, so when I first, like I said, when I first started teaching yoga, I felt all types of imposter syndrome. I felt all types of like, what the hell do I know? I'm just a kid. Like, I don't really know anything. And I honestly left my 200 hour teaching feeling like I still didn't really know how to teach, but who does, right? Like who graduates high school feeling like they know how to live their lives. Like who graduates kindergarten knowing everything about colors? Like you just don't know everything. So I let that get into my head and I was showing up and I was teaching and my, my internal reflection of how I felt about myself was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, I suck. I suck. I suck. Like I would say something and then I'd be immediately like, Oh my God, Oh my God, like that sucked. Um, and if I ever felt emboldened enough to cue something like breath of fire or any type of breath work in yoga, anything that just felt kind of like not, not in everyone's comfort zone. Um, I would notice that students approached it also with this sense of like, okay, you say so like they would have this little bit of hesitation or this reluctance. Um, and I took a Bikram class the other day and there's, um, two, two breath work exercises in, a, in every Bikram class every Bikram class. I hope my mic's not rubbing up around everywhere. Um, let me know if that, that sounds okay. Um, so there's two different types of uh, breath works in, in Bikram and everyone there was like going hard because that's how the instructor was. The instructor showed up really hard. So the best advice that I can give you with marketing is one, get very clear on how you want your followers, your students, your whatever, whoever is in your space and you are the leader, that you can even be your Instagram account where you post your outfits and your makeup and your smoothies or whatever. One, how do you want people to respond to your posts, your classes, your lectures, your art, whatever? How do you want people to respond? Like close your eyes and think about the kind of reviews, testimonials, whatever you want. Like, um, I want people, for example, my yoga classes, I want people to come up to me afterward and tell me that they felt like they were able to, like they were a little more empowered in themselves afterwards, right? Be your own muse, right? Like I was able to do something that I didn't think that I was able to do before. So that's something that I would write down. Like, you know, Katie's yoga classes make me feel stronger and more inspired than I've ever felt before. Like whatever, just come up with, um, you know, my art makes me feel, your art makes me feel inspired. Um, how do you want 
your work to be received. It makes me laugh. It makes me cry. It makes me feel something. Um, and people thank me for my time and energy or whatever. How do you want your work to be received? And then from there, think about what you must believe about yourself to be true in order for that to click for them. So in order for you to deliver those results that you want, what must you believe about yourself? Because the bottom line that I'm getting at here is that whatever you feel about your work, like Cheryl said, passionate people create passionate results. Whatever you feel about your work is going to project out through every pore in your body to your students. Even if at first they're like, mm, I'm not really so sure about all this. And this is new to me because I felt that way before. I've gone to classes where everyone was super passionate and super like, woo, let's do this. And on my first time, I was like, okay, woo, yeah, we're doing it. But it took me some time to warm up, but here we are, right? And then you end up becoming that teacher because that's what got you to, that's what got it to click for you. So my best marketing advice is to know how you want your audience to feel. How do you want your work to be perceived? And you absolutely, and it's not just about perception. It's not just about like, I want everyone to love me and I want everyone to follow me. It's what impact do you want to make? How do you want your work to change the lives of others? Do you want them to, to, do you want it to make them laugh? Do you want it to make them curious to learn more? And then you have to turn that into affirmations. Like, I am an inspiration to others. I am hilarious. Everything that I say is going to change people's lives. I don't know. Everything is kind of a lot of pressure, but <laughs> um, I am constantly full of good ideas. My work changes lives. People are hungry to learn more after they hear from me, right? People feel inspired because I showed up in my authentic self. Like these need to be like, I am it is, people are like present tense moments. And my like serious homework for you would be to write it down in a manifesto. Like I am an inspiration. All my ideas are a million dollar ideas. I, me just showing up today has changed someone's life. I can create a ripple effect in my world today, right? Like that's what you can do. Um, and you will feel that it will change your work. It will change your work because you're telling people at an energetic vibrational feeling, you are directing them with your body language, how to feel. And if you ever doubt this for any second, like ask yourself, how is it that I can learn from this person and it totally gels with me? And then this, this, I just didn't really feel motivated. And this other teacher, same teacher, or sorry, same class, different teacher. Why is it that I felt different and play around with this a little bit more maybe look at different people's instagram accounts if you want um two people who talk about the exact same thing and they are received totally different because the confidence the passion the inspiration the creativity just oozes out of their soul right it's like at a core vibrational level you tell people how to treat you you tell people how to how to love what you love um because there are people out there who hate yoga they think it's stupid they think it's hard and challenging. There are people who don't like art. There are people who don't like math. Math is a very good example because um, my husband's a math teacher and he's really, really passionate about it. And he just like does his best, like get math 
his love for math out to his students. And at first they're like, mm, math's kind of boring, kind of hard. But then, they, you know, his passion is so contagious that eventually they come around. So really decide how you want to be perceived. What impact do you want to make? It's not about how you're being perceived because someone else, someone out there is not going to gel with you. And that's what's that naturally happens with impact. The more impact you have, the more people read your books, the more people read your blog, the more people watch your videos, whatever there is, you're going to come across people who don't think you're amazing. If you stick to only people who think you're amazing, like if you're only in the circle of like people who think you're amazing, you're probably at like a family reunion with your family who wants to pinch your cheeks and thinks you're amazing because they like have to love you. They're like hormonally obligated to love you and that means that you're sticking in your comfort zone and you're not really getting anywhere um a lot of the times that people are trying to expand their reach um they want to get more followers they want to get more customers they want to get more clients um i typically ask them what their network looks like and about 25 percent of the time people tell me that it's their friends and family and i'm like well that's why because you can't you've, you've exhausted your friends and family you've they're they're tired of you now like you need to go branch out and meet new people you need to get yourself more visible you need to get out there and naturally what comes with that is going to be conflict it's going to be um issue like there's going to be somebody who doesn't love you and that's great because that means there's going to be 10 more people who think that you're the shit if you're playing your cards right and playing your impact right i got really passionate about that that was a side tangent but know who you are and and like literally the best tangible action piece that i can give you other than just like general soul words is Write it down in a manifesto. I am, this is, my creations are, I am great, whatever. Um, and like say it in front of the mirror. I swear to God, like that's the most uncomfortable, but that's how the change is made. Um, literally stand in like Wonder Woman pose with your hands and your hips and your feet out with your chest lifted and say it in front of the mirror because it feels corny because not a lot of people do it. Um, and, and because you're going to feel like a fraud, the feeling of this being corny is, is, um, imposter syndrome being like, Whoa, Hey, slow that down. We don't like that. That's not fun. Um, and you're killing that off by showing up and doing it anyway. So even if you don't want to stand in wonder woman pose, which I totally think you should, but whatever. Um, even if you don't want to stand in wonder woman pose, I recommend you write it down, write it down and look at it or put it as your phone background or something and just make sure that it, it's it's you hear yourself saying it or you read yourself writing it because me telling you you're amazing your work is changing lives you should show up oh my god i read your book and it blew my mind like me saying that to you there's still this like barrier of like yeah 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 okay kid like have you ever gotten like a testimonial or a comment that from somebody that was like wow I love this oh my god I'm gonna tell all my friends and family about this I love your work and you're still kind of like in your head you're like yeah they're probably lying <laughs> or like uh, <laughs> like has that ever happened to you because it's happened to me before too I've gotten some really really nice feedback from people only for me to be like mm, they're probably lying or like um, oh, they probably didn't mean it, you know, and they probably did mean it, right? Like, I don't think people lie about that kind of stuff, right? Um, I mean, there are, there, that exists, but I don't think that would happen to you or me. Um, so what you need to do is that we really subconsciously 
open ourselves up to ourselves. We like ourselves. We like seeing ourselves. We like hearing ourselves. And every word you speak and everything that you write down, your subconscious mind is like, that's true. So keep that in mind whenever you're saying, I suck. I'm not cut out for this. I'm not good at this. When you say that out loud or you write that down and it's not in like this, I just need to let this off. Like, I just need to, I need to let this go. I need to like let this off of me. Um, and then reframe it into something more empowering to you. Something that actually makes you want to keep working instead of something that makes you want to give up. Um, if you're just kind of complaining like, oh, I suck. Only one person bought my course or only one person complimented me. I suck. Every time you say that out loud, your subconscious mind's like, she's not a liar. She would, she wouldn't say that if she were a liar. Right. Um, so every time you say out loud, I am changing lives just by being authentically me. I am on my way. I am so excited to build the business of my dreams. I am currently impacting many while I sleep. Like, you know, whatever, whatever you want. When you say that, your brain's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you say doesn't just, just describe your reality, but it actually determines it. Um, and I really, really realized that, like, the people with the following and the engagement and the comments and the money and the the yoga whatever <laughs> that like what I was trying to say was like their yoga classes are full and their students react to how they want them to because I've definitely taught yoga classes before where I felt like my students weren't responding to me my teaching my passion the way that I wanted them to and you can go on a tangent and blame whoever you want. You really could blame the government. You could blame yourself. You could blame the economy. You could blame iPhones. There are so many things that you can blame in this world, but really the, the only thing that you can do to change it is to change the way that you show up. That's it. That's it. That's it. Like that's the only thing that you can actually tangibly do to change the way that you are perceived. Um, and I, I guarantee you that the people out there who have like the following and the impact that you want is because of the way that they talk about themselves. Um, and if they don't talk about themselves in this way, like they do kind of have the self-deprecating, like, oh, I'm not worthy of it, Ugh, like kind of mentality, they don't keep it for very long. They are an overnight success. Um, I remember when I was 18, 19, I had a Twitter account that I made. Um, this is before the algorithm and hashtags and all that stuff. Like now it's not, not this easy. Um, I had a Twitter account that kind of blew up overnight. Like I want to say within eight months I had 15,000 followers. Um, not by me even doing anything. I didn't have a blog or a YouTube channel or, um, I didn't use hashtags. I, except for ironically, I didn't do anything. Um, I just like, tweeted whatever which is now like basically goes against all the advice that I give my clients I tell them like you can't just like be famous on Instagram like you need to have um I mean prove me wrong if you want but generally speaking I, I say like you need to have some type of content like you need to deliver some kind of value outside of Instagram that you like build your following with like you need to have a YouTube channel or a blog and I mean this is very hypocritical of me because I don't really have a YouTube channel or a blog but I'm not the one who's trying to be Instagram famous here. <laughs> um, so where was I? Um, yeah. Okay. So an overnight success is never an overnight success. I was getting messages all the time from people saying like, Oh my God, you're so 
funny and this thing changed my life and i internally was like now nah, they're fucking lying like this isn't true like who the hell are these people they suck <laughs> but that's because internally i didn't believe i deserved it and of course i ended up shutting down that that twitter account because I, I couldn't handle it like the concept of tweeting something like just had eggs for breakfast or whatever and it getting like a hundred retweets or like a thousand likes or whatever was too much it was too i craved privacy um i felt like i couldn't have a thought without someone telling me what they thought about that thought and i, I was just like it was too much so that's why i'm I'm able to be a little bit more helpful in navigating this with for other people. Like everybody's like, I want visibility. I want visibility. I want followings. I want the likes. I want the, I want the followers. I want the people who show up. And now I'm at a place in my life where I'm like, do you really? Because if you did, then you would, you would have it. If you really wanted it, if you really subconsciously wanted it, you would. Um, and you also have to understand that following doesn't mean money. Um, following doesn't mean respect. Um, comments don't mean loyalty um and i'm not saying that they're bad things i'm just saying you need to get yourself internally right before you start to judge your self-worth on these numbers um i feel like one of the reasons that i'm able to find my own authentic voice these days i'm able to really say what i want to say and show up how i want to show up is because i have trained my brain to tune out the numbers the numbers don't don't exist they're not real i um have made more money than I have with my um, business Namaste Creative than with any other business venture. Um, and I have like 200 followers on that. And I don't think my posts really get that many likes <laughs> uh, or comments. And that's because I know that that's not real. It doesn't matter. The comments don't matter. Um, what matters is what you're telling yourself. Um, I knew at a soul level that um, Namaste Creative was so deeply needed. Um, in my community and by many others who I haven't even met yet, um, that I just knew it, it was a no brainer for me to show up in my power and be like, yeah, this is something you need. Like selling my services with Namaste Creative is so easy because I so deeply believe in it. Um, when I was purely life coaching, um, I did start off very, very confident and I was able to get a lot of, um, a lot of the impact that I wanted, a lot of the income that I wanted. And then, um, I actually, I thought this would be a story for another day, but I guess I'll share it really quickly now. Um, I actually, around Thanksgiving of 2018, yeah, 2018, it had to have been, <laughs> not Thanksgiving of 2019. Um, Thanksgiving of 2018, actually, um, I had dinner with my brother and my brother was like, so what do you do these days for money? And I was like, oh, I, I basically life coach, like, isn't that cool? Like, you know, I had this, this attitude of like, isn't that cool? Like I just like meet clients on the internet and they coach me and they pay, I coach them and they pay me to coach them. Pretty sweet gig. <laughs> and he was like, I didn't say it in those words, but that was definitely like the vibration that I, that I gave off with that, 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 um, conversation. And he was like, right. Okay. <laughs> are you making money doing this? And I was like, yeah, yeah. But basically from then on, the conversation dropped South. He was so judgmental. He was so like, well, I think that that industry is just a bunch of bullshit. Like people are, you know, it's like someone's conning you out of your money. They're selling you something that isn't tangibly real so that you can pay for life advice from them. 
And I was starting to start to freak out on the inside. I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not a con man, right? Like I'm not trying to steal any, I'm trying to help people. And is this business worth it? If I'm not helping people, if I'm conning them, right? Like if what my brother's saying is true and I'm conning people and I'm selling them false hope and like fake bullshit, which I didn't feel like I was, but see, I respect and love my brother so much that I took that what he said was true. Um, and my confidence just dropped from that day forth. My income struggled. My, my ability to show up online just fucked up because I love my brother so much. Then he got it in my head that one, my family doesn't agree with what I'm doing. And I didn't start this business for my family to disagree with what I'm doing. Right. And two, um, two, I didn't start this business to hurt people. I started this business to help people. Um, so for someone to get in my head vibrationally, like in my heart, like I've had, I've had complete strangers comment on what I'm doing and it does not stick to me whatsoever. Not even a tiny bit. It like bounces right off. Somebody pops in and says like, well, this is dumb or this is bullshit or whatever. And I'm just like, boop, can't hear the haters. Um, but when your brother says something like to, to you over dinner, it just fucked with me so much that it, it felt like my, it felt like, I don't know if you perceive this at all or it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter how it was perceived, but I felt like at, at last season on the holidays, my business did a complete 180. I let that fuck with me so much um, because I all of a sudden started to fight in my mind that what I was doing was bad and dangerous and harmful. And that is an awful feeling, my friends. And so you need to be your biggest cheerleader. You need to be your own muse. And you need to, like, let that inspiration come from within by standing in fucking Wonder Woman pose and telling yourself that what you are doing is so deeply needed because I promise you, I guarantee you that you would not be doing it if you didn't feel in your heart that there was a need for it. There might be these like little passive ideas. Like my husband and I like make these jokes about businesses we're going to start some days. Like, oh, we should um, invent a gumball machine that only has glittery gumballs. Oh no, glittery gold. I was like gumballs made of gold and they're $500 each. And we put it in like all the Trump hotels (laughs) or all the, the, like these stupid jokes for businesses that we come up with that we don't actually want to go through, but we come, come up with those ideas all the time. I don't pursue those because I don't actually want to do that. And I don't think there's actually a need for it. Like sure there's a market for it, but there isn't actually a need for it. Me, a 25 year old chick on the internet servicing people through life coaching. That sounds pretty fucking ridiculous. Like almost just as ridiculous as the gumball idea. But I felt like it was so needed. I felt like I was needed in this world and I was called to the next level. Same with me being a yoga teacher. I didn't just become a yoga teacher for the fuck of it. I did it because I knew that there were people out there who needed to receive a beautiful practice in the way that I was able to deliver it. Me with my unique body and mind and, and um, background, I knew that I was going to be able to help somebody else deliver that beautiful gift of like a spiritual practice and getting their body all finely tuned in their mind. just like, ah. <laughs> I knew that there was a need for me, Katie Skinner individually to do that. Um, same thing with just about every other project I've started, every, every little thing I've done, it felt like I was deeply needed to it. It's, it wasn't just a funny, cute idea. It wasn't just a quick, easy way to make money. It was my gifts were called to this need. Right. And that's when you absolutely have to act on it. You can't just sit on it 
and be like, mm, when the time is right, when the market's right, when we get a new president, whatever, like you are spiritually, energetically obligated to follow through with that and to keep going. Maybe you've already started it and you're kind of getting a little stuck. Absolutely. You have to keep going. Anyway, that became a lot of market advice in a nutshell. The best marketing advice I can give you boils down to telling yourself what you need to hear every day to get yourself out of bed and creating content, creating books and eBooks and starting a business. It really, it's, it's got to come from within. And that's why time and time again, I'm saying, be your own muse guys, be your own muse because no one else is going to come over here and hand you the business, the business. No one else is going to hand you the business that you need to start or the following that you need to have. No one's going to be like, here you are. And there are people that try to do that because they want your money. They want to con you out of some money, right? <laughs> it's not me. It's conning you out of money. <laughs> um, so that's about it. That's really all I got. I'm going to pop down from my soapbox. Thank you so much for joining me. Let me know what you thought. Give me a comment, like, whatever, so that you can have yourself be heard and how you feel and where you're navigating in this. Um, I'm so curious to hear your, your thoughts and opinions. Again, me nor any other creative on this planet that comes from a genuine place wants to speak just to hear themselves talk. They speak because they want one person's life to be impacted. And then that creates a ripple effect so that we can live in a world that doesn't suck so much sometimes. All right. I'm off. Love you guys. Bye. Oh God. Thank you so much for pushing play and listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something new. I hope you had an aha moment. Um, if so, leave me a review. I love hearing from you guys so I can keep the good stuff coming. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at katieskinnerh to let me know what you thought and comment, like, share, take a screenshot of this, post it on your story. Let me know because I love hearing from you guys. Have a kick-ass day.